Hi everybody, Rohan Gupta and David Fong, Good Life Housing Partners, episode 12. This is November 4th, as we come, November 4th, 2020, as we wrap up, to some degree, a wild couple days with a unprecedented U.S. election. Um, a lot to, I guess, I guess a lot to sort of unpack. I don't know how much we're going to get into it, just because Dave and I are probably more middle of the road than anything else. But uh, like everyone else, I would say we've been glued to the TV watching as, uh, as results come in, as states you declare for either candidate. And uh, it's, it's been an interesting few days. It's definitely, I'd say, been the most I've ever watched or been interested in um, a national election by far. And maybe of all the elections combined, I could say I've not as much interest as this one. David, what do you yes. have? You what do you see? Same same thing for me. I mean, my entire life's probably watched this election the most of any other election in my life, um, and I'm you know I'm fifty years old, so, so, so I've been through a lot of elections, um, but I'm happy too. I'm happy that um, we're getting some sort of. I mean, we'll know either way in the next hopefully the next day or two, um, who who our president's going to be at least based on the electoral votes. Um, but I also think it's, uh, you know, it's it's funny because I think in some ways I, I think the market, and if you look at especially the stock market, is, is very interesting. Last week, the stock market just kept diving and, and dropping, especially Dow Jones. And then this week, and then more so as, you know, actually on Election Day, I was curious to see what the market was going to do. And it, it, it's gone up, and today it's been going up. And I think in some ways, I think it's, you know, I think a lot of people just want it resolved. They just, you know, it's been sort of this big cloud, this big mystery, just like I think it's like COVID has been a mystery and, you know, vaccine. I think we talked about this on a prior podcast. It's not really the vaccine itself that, that um, fixes everything, but it's just the fact that people get confidence back and people feel like there's some kind of resolution. And I think, you know, win or lose, Trump or Biden, you know, there's going to be some resolution. And I think, you know, that, you know, you can check that off the box of the things for 2020 and then we can kind of move on to the next thing. And so I think that's kind of been priced into the market. And I think that's why we're seeing all this kind of uh, uh, enthusiasm in the stock market. And I think it's going to continue. Um, you know, there will be some, you know, at least that's settled and, and then there'll be some kind of stimulus. Yeah. And so then things, you know, you know, the economy hopefully will continue to improve. And so I think, you know, similarly, we've seen it as we talked about in other podcasts, you know, market activity seems to be growing and, and improving. People seem to be wanting to come out to, to do deals. Uh, I think we, we last week actually got awarded a, another deal. So we have another big project we're going to be doing, apartment project um, in, in Dallas again. And so I just think this is going to continue now uh, and accelerate for the next uh, few weeks at least. I, I think, you know, going to the election, and, and yeah, it was very ecstatic to see that award in Dallas. It's a great project. We're really excited about it. Um, we have biggest project in Dallas uh, to date, so it's a really nice deal. But going back to election, I think it's, it's really a, a really interesting kind of view of America because, you know, David, at least from what I can see, it seemed like you were getting... People, you know, were sort of thinking maybe Trump had a chance, but a lot of people thought it would be, you know, Biden in a, in a pretty heavy landslide or like in a pretty statement type of victory. And that's nowhere near the case. And I think a big portion of that 
you know, seems to be that there it is there's a portion, a large portion of the country that's really hard to poll around and, and to get a sense of like where they sit for voting Democrat, Republican, uh, and what their real mindsets are. I mean, I, I mean, it's actually, I mean, you know, this is the first election I've seen where there's such, I guess there's a second where it was so off, you know, Hillary in 16 was so off on what the polling data show, showed and then what we ended up with was Trump. And in this election, same thing, like it, it looked like Biden was 10 points ahead and now it's literally in most of the country, it's, a, it's like an even split. Yeah, it's definitely definitely the the blue wave did not materialize in, that, in either the Senate or, or across the uh, yeah. But forget about the blue wave. I mean, it was just not even like it's not even close. No. I mean, what these guys were predicting most of in most places, especially on the presidential. Forget about all these the smaller elections and those are important too. But on the on the national election, Biden this guy was holding a legit ten point lead going into Monday and Tuesday, going into the last few days, and it's. It's break even. Like the, yeah. he might win with like one or two electoral votes or something. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I mean, I've lost all complete confidence in any polling now <laughs> after these last two elections. Well, elect- election, election, like, elective, uh, you know, election polling. I think. Yeah, we, election, po- election polling. Lost. Yeah. So, so I agree. I agree. It's there's something defective there for them to get it so wrong, um, so starkly wrong uh, for in two two. Well, major I, I, I actually have a theory around it. Like, I think one thing that's happened is like most of the country is actually fairly red or Republican. And, but it's really hard for the polls to figure out what, for whatever reason, I don't know where this, there's like definitely a blind spot here on why the, the polls and the surveys can't figure out what people are voting for in these places. But I think where they get um, sort of like swayed a little bit is if you look at like California, it is literally for every two Biden votes, you have one Trump vote. It's like 65-32 split. Like 7 million, 7.8 million people voted for Biden. Like less than 4 million voted for Trump. And I think that sort of is somehow we sit in a place where it's so, you know, like a bubble. And we don't realize that there's this other, this rest of the country that really, I don't know how much they like Trump. And I don't even know how much they don't like Biden. But they definitely just feel either more like conservative or Republican or, or they just, their value set is just way different. And it comes out every four years when these national election happens now, like you just see a completely different value set that becomes extremely visible. Yeah, no, I, I mean, the one thing I found myself looking a lot this election was the, the little maps that you find online showing the red and the blue. And that was the one thing that struck me too when it, it kind of what you're describing. When you look at all the red, Made me realize like there's a lot of red out there. There's a lot and, of red, and, and the blues are really kind of tinged on the periphery. Although, what's interesting is you know right now as as we're making this podcast, um, they're predicting Arizona is uh, is going to be clearly a, a blue, and and that actually I'm surprised that it was blue. I actually thought there'd be a little more red even, um, and so I think yeah, it's definitely not uh, you know the, you know they thought Texas would turn blue too, but that very clearly did not happen. Um, a significant margin, um, but I do think there, there there is some blue migration of, of you know the blue stuff. The blue states are the coastal types, and I think there has been a migration into into some of these red states. Um, just not enough, it seems, um, to to really get 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 that conversion. Um, Texas is you know we've had that personal anecdotal experience of people moving into Texas from California, 
um, you know, in other states. And I think what's what's happening is there is a migration going on though um, that that might start. It won't. I don't know when it'll turn blue, but but it definitely be more blue people in some of these red states. Yeah, yeah. I think you're seeing that that, that those cities in those in those red states are the first to turn blue. Like I was shocked to see how how Biden was, specifically Dallas, which is trends, it's definitely more of a moderate state in Texas. It's not a very Republican heavy state, but you know, Biden was almost like 65, 70% of the vote, like mirroring like a California city. Yeah. Like where it was like a very heavy slant towards Biden, which I, yeah. I, I don't know if I would have thought to see that in, in this like election or even maybe even this lifetime. Yeah. So it was pretty stunning. I, it, it's been a crazy week in terms of elections and coverage. And I think it's, it has been fascinating to watch. I think the one thing that we've seen, and, and it's still early, but, um, you know, we go to our, like, our, you know, we're sitting here in downtown Los Angeles where mostly everything's boarded up. You go through Los Angeles and in general, it's a pretty boarded up place. And this is true of a lot of cities in America. And, you know, I, I think it goes, it's, it's that old adage, you know, um, you know, burn me once, shame on me, burn me twice. So, well, was it burn me, you know, what's the adage? Uh, trick uh, me once. Oh, tr- tr- fool me once, shame, shame on me. You. Shame, shame, fool on me shame on you, trick me twice, yeah, shame, shame on, on me. me. I, think, I think it really speaks to that, right? Like, it's like people have been so, you know, over this, really through the lockdown and through, you know, most of COVID, like, you've just been fearful of, like, we've got to shut everything down. And, and so, I mean, the boarding up business is definitely has been like a probably, you know, never been better. But aside from that, you just, city's been shut down. And I don't know, you know, how much it's, how effective it's really been aside from just shutting things down. Yeah. No, I, I was surprised that they were boarding things up yesterday too. Cause I, and, and today too, there's definitely less uh, traffic on the, on the freeways and, and less people parking in our parking garage. Um, you know, I was, you know, cause especially yesterday there was also, you started to see that too. And all the boarding up, I was surprised because I thought, you know, you, know, you may not necessarily have a winner on election day. Like, why would there be any need to board up? What, what, what would people be protesting? Yeah, what would you get out of that? What would you be protesting for? Yeah. And so, and then especially in L.A., which is a clearly a Biden favorite city, I didn't see, you know, unless Trump won, I, I didn't see people protesting or, or rioting in any way. So, it's, you know, I think it's kind of become a little bit of, a, unfortunately, a norm. Of, of a new norm, almost. Yeah, of, yeah. almost overreacting. Um. So it's, I think it's been a super interesting week. It's you know we continue on the good life side. You know, seeing a number of projects that you know in most cases I think what we're seeing is um, we're we're really seeing projects that are, are just excellent projects that you know they're not there's not a level of distress on them. There's not, but these are projects for whatever reason a seller needs to move out of it, whether it be a fund hitting its lifespan, whether it be a developer needing to move into his next project. There are good reasons for the sale happening. And I think aided to, I think most of these projects would, we would buy whether there's a pandemic or not. And that feels really good to say. Yeah. It's it's good to see sellers actually wanting to transact. Yeah. I don't think there's any uh, distress sales or, or super bargain sales happening like everyone's hoping, especially not in in in, in the space we we uh, focus on student housing and apartments and and now um, smaller industrial. 
I do think, however, you know, it's a different story if you're shopping centers and, and hotels. There are a lot yeah. of sales going on. And, 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 but also, I don't think there's a lot of buyers in those, those fields, too. And I hear a lot on the institutional side. A lot of the funds are basically, you know, used to be, you know, you know uh, office buildings and, and uh, some hotels were part of the main food groups of, of, of uh, institutional investors. And, and they've now taken those um, uh, asset classes out, including shopping centers, too, and, so, and malls. I think yeah. I think CBL, one of the biggest mall owners, actually filed bankruptcy this week too. Oh, so yeah. there's a, there's a, yeah there's a lot of carnage going in that. I'm uh, you know very happy we're we're not in that industry. Exactly. Well, it's been a uh, it's definitely been a week uh, filled with news and exciting developments on a national, state, and local basis, local uh, levels. But uh, I guess why don't we do a number round? So David, what's your number of the week? So my number is eight uh, percent. Uh, which is uh, the year-over-year uh, increase uh, of uh, uh, lease apartment leasing activities um, in the, for the third quarter compared to last year, uh, which is a huge amount of leasing up, uh, activity in the in the apartment world uh, where we where we act, where we uh, invest in. Um, in particular, it's it's four times the amount of leasing activity that you had in the second quarter when we were uh, ground to a standstill because of uh, COVID. So I think it's a, it bodes well for the uh, apartment market. Um, flip side of that, though, is concessions, unfortunately, are also rising. Uh, in particular, cities like major core urban cities like New York City and San Francisco and Boston, which has some of the highest rents in, in the nation, if not the highest rents, um, there you saw concessions landlords had to, had to give to tenants to, to get them to sign leases, um, had their biggest spikes. Um, it was just to give you an example, um, the concessions in New York City rose to 12.6% from 7.5%. Uh, at the end of 2019, and uh, San Francisco increased to 11.3%, and Boston to 9.6%. So a lot of high concessions in, in core urban markets, where I think uh, they've sort of uh, emptied out because of the pandemic and the density concerns. Um, and, and I think people, you know, more evidence of people kind of moving to to, sub, to the suburbs. What's your number, Rohan? My number, uh, kind of following the last week, is. You know, consumer spending and saving uh, is is still surprisingly strong. I mean, I think you know something we talked about last week how the the uh, the average credit rating credit score for for uh, consumers in July was seven hundred eleven, which is highest in U.S. history. And then this week, credit um, card companies started reporting, and I was shocked to find out that Discover Card four percent of outstanding balances were for. Outstanding balances were down four percent, and um, spending was up four percent. So you know you're seeing that like people are actually paying down balances while spending money, and then an American Express, which is I I don't know how this number comes out, but they were they're down twenty eight percent year over year on on balances. So you're you're seeing that like consumers are definitely there is just a I guess just a natural tightening because things are still closed in in a number of cities and states that there's just less places to spend money. And if you're not traveling, you're not doing all these auxiliary things or not even going to work, you just don't have, your expenses load is just way less. And so I don't know what that means for the future, but like you do look at it and you say, geez, like you, you're seeing that people can like live fairly comfortably and I guess somewhat happy. I don't know what the happiness index is out there, but they're spending a lot less money doing whatever they're doing. Well, and they're paying down their debts, which is... They're paying down debt debts for the most part, right? Uh, so, those were interesting numbers to me. Uh, all right, guys, this has been a 
great to chat. Great to have uh, everyone involved. Please email us any questions, suggestions, or comments at pod at goodlifehp.com. You can also see us on our Instagram or our Facebook or I think even our LinkedIn. Um, But thanks again, David. Stay safe, everyone. I would tell you to vote, but it's too late to vote. (laughs) So we'll uh, hope you voted. I hope you voted. Thanks, everyone. Bye.